Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. You're probably not old enough for this, but, um, you know, if you recall, or maybe you've heard it in the ancient history of video game lore, two things. One is video game violence, incites violence. And the second one is that video games cause epileptic seizures. I am totally old enough for that. And I still think video games cause, I don't let my kids play anything that looks like they're actually really killing people. Okay. Well, I'll just give you an example of how these are the problems you have to deal with on, from public relations communication, right? Mm-hmm. So we, you know, funk, and you never know, right? When you're a national brand, when you're a little brand, it doesn't really matter. Someone can call and your, your day is upside down. Um, got a phone call one day from ABC News. I think it was ABC News. Um, so we understand that uh, Joe Smith used a Sega game to uh, practice killing so that they shot their ex-wife's lawyer as they came out of the lo- out of the courtroom today. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Well, that's breaking news if I ever heard it. Right back to you, right? So that's <laughs> Target practice. First lesson, always buy time. Yeah. Let, me get, let me do some investigation. I'll get right back to you about that. What's your phone number? What's your deadline? That's the first thing you ask. Get yeah. off the phone as fast as possible. You hang up the phone and then you yell, Dad! My damn, my, the guy who worked my second guy, Dad! All right, so then you have a war council. You come in and then everyone comes in and you go, okay, this is what I just got the call about. All right, you're in charge. Go figure out what the hell just happened. You call this, 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 this. Let's mm-hmm. figure out what's going on. So, um, in fact, there was a bitter divorce, um, bitter divorce happening. And the husband, soon to be ex-husband, went to an arcade and practiced on our game uh, to be able to shoot either his ex-wife or the lawyer. Not sure which one. And she, uh, the law firm, it happened. And they're exiting. He goes across the street, finds his rifle, goes to the top, and then with one shot, takes out the lawyer. Wow. And then the, <laughs> and how, okay, so how do you know that this happened in the game? How do you know that it was a Sega game? Right. So basically, they caught the guy, and then the police find all these tokens from arcades. <laughs> and then they find, they take all the tokens from the arcade, they go to the arcade, and then they start playing the shooting games. And the Sega one is the best one. And it is because it was built for that. The Sega game was actually built as a training module for military purposes. And the um, in the game version, you get more points for the justice shot than you do for the kill. So the justice shot is taking out the wrist or taking out the thigh, right? Because that disables the person. Right. That's the justice shot, that's your win, you win the game that way. Uh, and they realize that it's so accurate that it's gotta be that game. And it was, that's what he did. <laughs> he had no idea, right? And so then it's an, it's a, an emergency, right? National right. emergency of you can train to kill on Sega's <laughs> 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 
realism of our games. The justice shot is actually the most important shot. Um, all these things, right? And then it would turned into access to guns and all this other stuff. But right. you don't know how people, you don't know how people are going to use your product in the world, right? You have yeah. all good intentions. Um, and you know how people are going to use your product in the world. So that's a good example of what you have to deal with as a crisis. So in my job, you know, it was also then crisis, right? And if someone would be offended by an ad, uh, games would get through and things would be, <laughs> games would get through and you're like, oh, I didn't realize in the seventh level there was this, you know, offensive thing because <laughs> with online gaming, it's a whole different system of how to check for this stuff, but you didn't check for all those things before when it was on a CD or a DVD. Interesting. Anyway, so that's the, it's the same thing though. A small business get a phone call. Um, uh, a good example, you know, I found this in the jar. I bought your special, you know, I bought your specialty caramel sauce, and I found a bug. Oh my god! Right, happens every day. Foreign object in a in a food item happens every day. How do you get prepared for that? So the job. So in my role in the company and outside the company. Mm -hmm. It's how do you prepare for a crisis that would be a likely crisis? And then if you prepare for a likely crisis, then you can deal with an unlikely crisis so much better because you at least have a protocol. So going from, to answer your original question, because I can't bring it around to you, FD. I don't even remember what it was anymore. I'm enthralled. <laughs> I'm sitting here like a little kid. I'm, I'm just, I'm enthralled. I think I get to listen to your stories all day. I don't remember what I asked anymore, but, but Shadwick, yeah. so big company working with big companies. And I really yeah. disliked it intensely. Like I said before, I didn't get to decide who I was working with. I had to work with any. Oh, we're back at like the original question from half an oh, hour yeah, ago. Got it. Question. Okay. I'm yeah. glad oh, you yeah, kept track. <laughs> uh, and then 9-11, 9-11 is like, why am I, I was a, over a hundred thousand mile tra uh, traveler. I was actually on a, a plane from New York to San Francisco one week earlier than 9-11 on 9 four it could have been me i had two young kids i was working i didn't like who i was working for at the time i didn't like anything about it and really it was a very challenging year 2001 in the agency business it's like i'm out i'm not doing this and um i wasn't going to do pr again as an agency because i really disliked it intensely um and i was um, going to take a whole year off. I ended up driving my husband crazy, long story. And he said, we're not going to make it if you didn't go to work. I'm the breadwinner. He's the chief bacon up. I'm the chief bacon officer. He's the chief home officer. Oh, like yeah. Kids. One of the kids, one of our younger child has, uh, just developmental disorders. You're we just figuring that out. There's a lot of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. I was down the line on two jobs that were like my Sega job. Mm -hmm. When my mother got diagnosed with stage four lung cancer, and wow. was given three months to live. She lived in Wisconsin. I lived in California. And um, I pulled myself out of, out of the jobs because I knew I could, at that time, you couldn't do a job unless, my job, unless you were there physically. Yeah. And I was going to be with my mom. And so then I realized, well, if I'm going to, I have to earn the money. I better, the only thing I know how to do is start my own, because I've already done it, start yeah. a firm. And if I'm going to start an agency, that's something I didn't want to do then I'm going to make all the rules so that I actually have fun with it. And I, I don't dread opening my eyes every day. And so that is how I went from big corporate, 700 people, big, you know, big flight shining around the world, intergalactic titles to a small company um, that works with people that were interested in 
that we fit well with that are not assholes who pay us. Those are the four rules. Uh, <laughs> and uh, with the same job, the same job, the same yeah. job is how do we help our clients? And we choose to work with only good clients mm-hmm. who are doing good things in their categories, uh, advance their cause and achieve their business goals. So it's the same job, different scale, different clients. I love it. Very long answer. It's a very, but it was a fantastic answer. And I'm really excited to see the everything I need to know about marketing I learned from Sonic the Hedgehog book come out. That is a great idea. I don't know. It's going to be such a good book. You just, I I really, I would just have you do it first. This is like what I do all day, right? I would just have you do it as an audio book first. Just tell a bunch of stories, a bunch of stories, a bunch of stories. Let someone else write it. Then you have the audio book and the written book and out it goes. Yes. Well, um, that's sort of how I wrote my books, actually. I believe so that. Asked, the next question you asked was, how do I write books? So started my company, only hired people with 10 years experience, lots of reasons for that, hit 2008 downturn, and I had just figured out, literally, I just figured out, I think I'm going to work four days. I'm going to work four days. And then September 15th, 2008 happened. Mm-hmm. And I was by the end of that day, I was like, I'll be lucky if I work nine days a week, 24 hours a day. <laughs> and stay alive right Uh, and because I've been through so many downturns I knew what to do thank god and so I did all those things Um, wait hold on hold on what are those things because we're we're not far from another one (laughs) it just happened right I've been through it a couple times since then uh I think that COVID is the beginning of what's about to hit because the government's been just handing out you can't just print and hand out money without consequence it's just not how economies work um i've been i've been reading and listening to a lot about like you know currencies and and currency yeah. markets recently I, I had like a bitcoin spiral on audiobooks yesterday so i went through like six of them um and and uh, yeah so what what are the things, what are those things right? yes what are those things i'll tell you exactly what those things were in 2008 and uh in 2020 mm-hmm. uh, when COVID hit so evaluate your business immediately. Where is you, how much cash do you have? What is your burn rate? How much cash do you have out there ready that needs to be paid to you? Mm-hmm. And what is the projected revenue stream for the next six months? Mm-hmm. What is your, then what are your costs of your, uh, what are your costs? What is expendable? So in 2008, it was, we're not going to pay for parking. We're stopping uh, buying lunch all the time. Mm-hmm. We were cutting everything except healthcare, 401k, de- and those are the two things we were keeping. Healthcare right. with dental and all the, and everything. And then 401k, those are the only things we kept. <clears throat> and we had a lot of other fringe things, right? Uh, we, we froze everything else. We froze salaries. Uh, and the goal was how do we get through this and keep everybody in their seats? That was the goal. Just for so that your audience understands, freezing salary doesn't mean not paying, it means no raises. <laughs> right, no raises. Doesn't no raises. Anything. Absolutely. Yeah. No. no, not everyone under, like, just so yeah. people understand the language. No but it's, a, it's a raise freeze, not a payment freeze. <laughs> Correct. A raise freeze. Importantly, though, it was not a review freeze um, because a review freeze uh, would be, is detrimental. And I can share more about that from 2020 experience. Um, and then, it, then, Who's then it's account by account. Who is late paying? Who's at 60 days? Our our um our average uh 
accounts payable to 34 days, right? So who was, which is really good in our, in our business, 34 days is outstanding. Most, most agencies run around 92 days. Um, this was my own company I created with like a dime and two nickels. So they pay us ahead, right? So yeah. um, we were at 32, 34 days. Who was a little bit off of that? Oh, there were a couple who were a little later, like 40 days, 45 days. So those we red starred, like, okay, what's going on there? Number one. And then we had four startups who were looking for money that day, looking for money on September 15th. Wow. So, all right, we're going to lose all those clients. Yeah. Looking for money. There won't be any money. No, no, no one's so, having the money today. Not going to be a good Let's day. just say we're going to lose them. Everybody's, you know, we're not going to stop servicing them until they've told us we've lost them. But now we need to get them prepared. So one, let's not count on that revenue. Where else are we soft? Blah, 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 blah. So then evaluating the account payable mm -hmm. and the cash position, right? Yeah. Um, those are the things we did immediately. We did that on the 15th, right? Because I awesome. didn't wait to do those things. Yeah. Then on the 16th, we it was still rolling. And then on the 17th, I had a company meeting that said, okay, here's what just happened. We're still going to figure, we're still don't know what the hell it is, but what we know is we're going to get hit hard. My goal, keep everybody here. My goal, keep everybody's salaries. My goal, um, uh, survive this, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and the thing we need to do right now, you guys, is we had gotten to a point. So I started a company in 20, 2002. We'd gotten, this is late 2008. We had gone from two people to 18 people. Um, and we sort of gotten choosy. Well, mm -hmm. you know, a little high on our horses there a little bit. I had just said, I'm going to work three or four days, you know? Yeah. So we have to be the easiest agency to work with. Easiest agency to work with. In a downturn, in a hard time, no one works with agencies who are hard to work with. No one works with agencies who say no all the time. No one works with agencies who... Um, aren't service oriented. People have lower bandwidth, less patience, more yeah, weight on their shoulders. They're nervous themselves. Yeah, right? they've got too much else going on to deal with your garbage. Yeah. yeah, and it may be the right thing. No might be the right answer, but a client cannot hear no. You need to get to no through yes. Uh, and that's the only position you should ever have to get to no through yes from, speaking as a woman. But as a <laughs> philosophy, get to know through yes as a client service organization. Um, and that's what we did. In the end, we kept more clients than we thought. We did lose those four um, startups uh, because they were running out of cash, but we didn't lose any more money from them. We kept every dime that they had given us. That's why we take a deposit from startups always. Mm -hmm. um, we cut every expense. So I stopped bringing, you know, we had all these snacks and all lunches three days a week and all this stuff. We had soda and water. And then we started having potlucks. I was like, okay, guys. And the culture still important, right? So, uh, and in the end, we did um, we did lay people off at the beginning of 2009. Um, we laid more people off than we had to, but anybody who wasn't easy to work with was gone. Right. Because I put that line in the sand. And the philosophy, we were only going to make it is if everybody was easy to work with. Doesn't mean you can't get off the phone and complain. But you have to be moving forward, right? Totally. And the people, and particularly in client service businesses, it's our job to be ahead of our clients and what the reality is. Mm -hmm. We have to be ahead. We have to be learning all the time. 
where do you get your sources? What do you think is going to happen? You probably, you might be wrong, but you have to have an opinion um, and you have to move forward because staying stagnant as a business owner, small business owner is the death knell. Death knell. Yeah. It's a downward escalator. Life is a downward escalator. Can I, can I transition us? I want to ask a question. Yeah, about you can do whatever you want. Thanks. Well, I've just been wanting to listen to you for most of it, uh, but I want to listen to you talk about something slightly different. I want to go back to the kind of the differences between corporate PR and small business PR. And I'm not sure how small, small is like, I live in like the micro business space, like tiny, like companies, your size, right? Like zero to 20 employees. Corporate companies smaller than our business. Okay. So what does PR look like for a tiny business and businesses that started like yours, right? With two dimes and a nickel or nickel and two dimes. I forgot what I wrote down. I think the most important thing uh, today, the definition of PR is what we do today is so much different than what we did when I started the company because I started the company before Twitter, right? And half of our business now is related to social media. Mm -hmm. um, but let's just say you're starting, you know, what's the most important thing you can do um, and what, what, what kind of what a small business owners need to know about PR know. through your work? What do they, well, need, to they do? need to do? Like, yeah. how do you, you need to get on the map, right? Yeah. We actually have a program, get on the map. And it's specifically for small businesses, onesies, twosies, threesies, mm -hmm. who can't afford to have an agency full-time for execution, but can't, will do what we tell them to do if we tell them how to do it, mm -hmm. right? That's, frankly, it's not rocket science. It's just, it's a lot, it's, it's a it's thinking mm -hmm. and it's common sense. Mm -hmm. Of course, common sense is uncommon, but we work with a lot of small companies who pay us for three or four or five months and then they start doing their own stuff. But what is the deal? You have to get on the map. And for a small company, the first thing is how do you make sure your map is small enough and you're not trying to make the map, you know, as big as the United States because you can't, right? right. So who is on the, what is the map? Define your map. Right, who's the map for your business? Um, number one. Then, where are those people? Like, and how do they hear about things? Do they hear, are they, um, I mean, you know this because you're serving them. So right. you should know. Don't serve them if you don't know this, right? But where- Or, or find it out, things? like figure it out. Yeah, right, so where do people get their information? If it's a small business that is selling, um, I don't know, give me an example. Give me an example and I'll- Give me an example. Um, uh, let's take, let's take a service-based, right? Let's take mm -hmm. even like a, a freelance therapist. Those are so, those are, those are fun. Freelance therapist. Oh, they actually know a lot about that. We work with, we work with a therapist company. Awesome. Freelance therapist. <clears throat> so uh, you are in a state and you're licensed by the state and you probably can't work outside of the state. So you've just defined your map. Your map is the state within which you're licensed. Um, if you are uh, in person, you are, uh, just say, well, let's just say you're in person therapist because mm -hmm. a lot of people aren't today, but let's just say you want to be an in-person therapist and you want your business to be all client-based. So it's not big contracts with organizations, it's individuals who are paying you $200 an hour to do this work. Mm -hmm. to say that so therefore um it's not just the state it's the city so um you live in newton massachusetts and therefore you're that you know take a take a diameter of 30 miles and you do the 30 miles all right so now you know where your people are going to come from who how do you get clients you get clients from um probably referral right? Someone yeah. needs somebody. 
a doctor might prescribe it, depending on your specialty. Are you a marriage therapist? Are you gay? You know, you only do gay work with gay people. Are you a child therapist, anxiety, OCD? What is your specialty? Because yeah. you probably have a specialty. So now you're going to narrow it down even more. So 30 miles within Newton, all the way around, I'm a marriage counselor and I, um, and I have my point of view is X, mm -hmm. right? So you, you have a point of view as an expert about your philosophy around marriage counseling, right? So you're going to uh, write your statement of business, right? What's your mission? What's, what's your vision? Your vision, if you're a marriage, your vision is a world with people in, in positive relationship with each other. Something like that. Yeah, that works. Mission is to help married or coupled people um, have productive, uh, productive and positive long-term relationships. And then um, your philosophy is uh, it's about listening. I'm, I'm making this stuff up. Yeah, it just, works. It's it's generic enough to apply to a lot. So, what is your philosophy? What's right? Know, who's, who do you want as clients? Um, I want to only deal with biracial clients. I only want to deal with um, Christian clients. I only want to deal with Jewish clients. I only want to deal with clients who are long distance, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then you've defined your map, right? Your map is this 30 mile radius of Newton. It is, um, and now you have to say, who's going to refer you, right? Mm -hmm. uh, one is going to be Google search because that's probably the first place so many uh, people go, oh, I got to need to find a therapist, right? So you need to have a website mm -hmm. and you were, have a very simple website. You don't have to have like multiple pages. It needs to be your name. You need to have, use some, you know, use the SEO that would bring you up in a, in a Google search. Mm -hmm. As a, you know, so you're going to say marriage counselor, gay couples or whatever it is. So <laughs> yep. all your work, right? I got it. Then you need to, so that's the first thing. And that's probably from a consumer point of, you know, your, your patient point of view, that's the first piece. But that is, that's just a pull piece. The push piece is who else is going to refer you? So one, who are the other marriage counselors in the 30 mile radius who may, their practices may be full and they need people to refer to. So you want to be known among those other marriage counselors and other kinds of counselors in that 30 mile radius. Mm -hmm. So how do you get to them? Are, is there a professional society you're joining? Is there, um, is there a meetup? Is there a master a mastermind classic, a mastermind that you've created with other therapists to be in, um, to help each other? Mm -hmm. You know, how are you going to create your referral network? Mm -hmm. And then for doctors, right? So psychiatrists um, associated with hospitals, uh, business practices, right? How are you going to get to them? So is it a newsletter? Is it a meet and greet? Are you giving them lunch once a month? Whatever those things are. Mm -hmm. So first define your map and then how do you get on it? Right. right. So depending on your business, you might get on it very differently on the thought leadership side, you know, um, you're, you, as a resource, as a resource to people, um, my sister is a therapist, um, and she doesn't have a website. <laughs> she is, um, that's actually not true. She does have a website. It's just one page, just one yeah. page. Um, and her, she has a specialty in child, in child uh, psychology. Mm -hmm. uh, and so already it's like, and she lives in a certain area, right? So psychologist, child, anxiety, 
Right. Click, click, right? Um, and then you need to be paying attention to your Google reviews because everyone got them. Right. So define, what is the map you have to get on? How big is it? Where is it? And how would you know if you were on it? Who would tell you you were on the map or not? In your profession, through um, patient referral, and then- I think it's so interesting that we would call this quote unquote PR strategy, right? Well, communication strategy, right? And so PR is PR the way- I think most people think of PR as magazines, newspapers. Yeah, they're like, can you do a press release? We want to do a press release. I said, no one cares about your press release. I love you. No one's picking up your press release. Now, press release is a useful tool in certain situations, but not for a micro business. Right. Although someone did just tell me recently, blew my mind, they use press releases to get picked up by these like micro media outlets just so they oh, yeah. use the logos and the press releases are nothings. It's like so-and-so got five clients this week. Like it's a nothing, but all these internet news media will just pick up random things and publish them. And to me, it's like, I don't know, it feels dishonest. I don't love it. It's like- Press release, I think that if you're writing a, hmm, there is no lack of opportunity for placement. <laughs> Right. Placement where you want it is different mm-hmm. story, right? Yes. Um, the, the good thing about a press release um, is if you bother to do a press release, I, it's never just a press release. What do you have to do with a press release? You have to create the press release and then you distribute it. How do you I, distribute you know, it these days? I studied recommend, this. I'm sorry, say it again? What's the best way to distribute a press yeah. release? Well, there are free services I wouldn't bother with. And, um, there are paid services, you know, and depending on the size, you might be spending $500 to $3,000 per press release to get distribution mm-hmm. in your state. If you can choose just a state and then you can choose on these services. So business wire, PR Newswire, the probably the best known, you can choose a very small niche. Wait, what are those and, business wire and what? And PR Newswire. PR Newswire. Got it. And you can choose, you know, just Massachusetts or I'm just using it. I'm not even yeah. in Massachusetts, but if you were in New- Massachusetts distribution, uh, and then you can choose medical profession as the, um, as the niche. Mm-hmm. And you could bring your costs down by niching, niching, niching down. The nice thing about a press release on these kinds of services that you pay for is it's guaranteed SEO right. because it's findable because it's on their service and they have to send it out that if you Google it, it the press release will show up. It may just show up on their service, PR Newswire, mm-hmm. Business Wire, but it is a referenceable body of work. And um, if you're a referenceable body of work, it helps people decide if they want to work with you or not. So by the time you get to your website and the time they make you make the phone call, they're more predisposed to working with you versus not. Uh-huh. It is not the only thing you can do, right? The most important thing I think as a small business is to own your email list. So your email, you own it. Nobody else can tell you who's on it. Nobody else can change an algorithm to say, you know, the ends are going to go first this week, you know, unless you decide. <laughs> the most important thing is your email list. The second most important thing is your website. Um, and then refreshing the content on your website on a regular basis. So um, podcasts are actually a great content generator because you can, from every podcast, you can create 
you know, your the host will create its their own set of stuff, but you can also create a blog out of it. You can read, totally. you know, and it's amazing what I do for SEO, like yeah. amazing, amazing, right? So what I do when I record, I get this transcribed, and then I look at it and I go, oh, there's a blog idea, and I take whatever I said mm-hmm. and I turn it into a blog. I love it, right? And then from that, from the blog, then it goes on to LinkedIn because you want to have two places, right? And then LinkedIn, it's just a referenceable body of work. So when you're a small business, micro business, if you're in the service business where there's competition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what you, your goal in marketing and therefore communications, because yeah. communication is actually better than marketing. I'm just going to check it out. So to me, communications is one of the elements of marketing. <laughs> I would say communication is everything. Right. So if you do not have a communication strategy, you don't have a marketing strategy. Period. You, you're missing because marketing is critical what you pay piece. for. Marketing, marketing is to me, marketing is everything you do to create and communicate value to your customer client to convince them to buy. So creating say, value is part of your marketing. Communicating correct. part of it. Who you're communicating it to is part of your marketing strategy. It's choosing those people. It's what's behind yeah. it. And then actually converting them and have a sales strategy on the back end to me right. is part of marketing. I consider it all one. What I would say to you is if you don't have an owned and earned strategy in your marketing, mm-hmm. that is how do you have other people say good things about you when you're not paying them, <laughs> which is the function of public relations. Mm-hmm. How do you get someone who doesn't have to do it? Say good things about you. What are you going to say? How are they going to carry it? When you are in the negotiation strategy, you know, so marketing, I would put in the, the whole marketing strategy is all those things together, right? That's, this piece is for me, the last piece in a marketing strategy, which is how you create referrals or recommendations strategically. This is part of marketing to me also. Yeah, I don't it's think all. it's not part of marketing. Yeah. A lot of marketers think that, think of PR outside of their domain. Right. and that they're not related and that um, I'll just go pay for that. And what you pay for in terms of placement is always going to be less, less. Um, no, it's active. top of funnel and it's cold. Anything you pay for is very distant. It's very distant from your audience. You know, right. So, uh, so I'll, I'll give you an example. We were talking to a prospective client the other day and they're like, well, what's your CPM? I'm like we don't count. That's not how we count. We don't do CPMs. We're we don't do CPMs. We can't guarantee. We can't, there are no guarantees of what we do. But I can guarantee you, what I can guarantee is that our strategy is going to have, you know, here's the message and how is it going to get into all the places that people can find, this referenceable body of work that people can find to drive people to your website. Totally. And just for the uninitiated, CPM stands for cost per million, but it's really cost per thousand. Why is cost per thousand and it's CPM cost per million? I never understood. We don't count that in PR because, and when we say public, so the definition of PR, we said this earlier in this call, definition (laughs) of PR used to be talking to intermediaries to talk to the public. Today, public relations is talking to anybody, including the public that is being influenced, because mm-hmm. now we to, can talk directly to people. To talk to directly to people with the same message mm-hmm. that you would talk to an intermediary. Totally. Right? And we have so, so you many have to more talk channels to everybody. and so many methods now. Yeah, and I like but, how you said, like your website, your email list, people rely so much on social media, but you can be shut down any be, second. And if you're just here. focusing on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Pinterest and whatever the heck you're and don't do TikTok, just don't, just don't. I love, um, I love TikTok. I love TikTok. It's changing every day. 
It's changing every day. Every day. But, but it has the smartest algorithm of every social media platform that I've studied. Yeah. Nothing is as smart as TikTok's algorithm. I think they track eye movements. I don't know how they do it. I'm trying they're to. They're tracking everything. No, but I think they're watching your eyes from the camera. Oh, I think you're right. Because there's no other way you to can't get count on it not changing. No, you, you can't, can't count on it not changing. changing. But it is so smart. It blows my so mind. So smart. <laughs> However, to do TikTok well. Mm-hmm. To do TikTok well, you need to do any social media platform well, organic, you need to be obsessed with it. You need to love it. You need to do it for fun. I tell people all the time, like, I hate social media, but I think I'm going to, I should do it. Right. And no, no, no. there's a difference no, between no, social no. media presence and active social media promotion. Yeah. Let's, let's differentiate. You need a social media presence most of the time, especially on the platforms where your audience is, because they will check you out there. And if you're not there, yeah. they will not be as comfortable with you because that's their world. However, mm-hmm. active social media promotion, you're either doing yourself because you love it or you're paying someone a bucket ton of money and it's still not as good mm-hmm. yet. <laughs> Those are your choices. And you decide, right? Depending on what you're trying to sell, depending on what your business is, should determine what social media you're on. And so it's not like, but at the same time, if it's not, if you don't own it, mm-hmm. you're at risk of putting every all your eggs in a basket that you can't control. And just never do that as a business owner, never put all your eggs in something you can't control. At least put half your eggs in things that you can control. You can control your website. You can control your email list. You can control what you blog on. You can control all that stuff. You can't control if Instagram's going to change its algorithm. You can't control if Facebook's going to like shut you down because of an image that is bullshit. Every every week I hear about someone gets shut down. (laughs) You can't control any of that stuff. You can't control oh. if LinkedIn's going to start start uh, prioritizing my favorite. video. LinkedIn is LinkedIn. I always say is a tween, right? They're like in growth spurt mode, so like they randomly their voice gets squeaky, their pants are too short, like they just yeah. like change things up every. <laughs> so all of a sudden they move to it's got to be video. Well, crap! I got no video, and I'm not gonna have good video. And then one day they're like, oh, oh, we have a new thing. It's called sliders, and everyone's like, oh, yeah. sliders. And they're like, no, we didn't like that. Oh, we have a new thing. It's called docs. Try docs. And was like, oh yeah, no, no we don't. We don't really like that. <laughs> oh, okay, we're back to video. No, everyone's doing stupid video. Okay. Right. <laughs> Control and so public relations, the communication strategy. Yeah. So start uh, any public relations. I really like looking at it as a communication strategy. Think about it as, How public, are you think about it as the communication strategy to the public that matters to you for your business. Right. That's how you should think about PR. I love it. Oh my gosh. We can what talk do you forever. Say? <laughs> Who are you going to say it to? What are they inspired by? What language you're going to use? Yeah. Who else is competing in that space? Are they saying the same damn thing? Make sure you're not saying the same thing. It's yeah. actually, you know, it, it takes a lot, right? But yeah. if you do it right then and you focus small so the first thing always is to scale down yeah do less of good versus more of crap always <laughs> right and scale down and then get it right and then all of a sudden you have a referral and then you have another referral and, and then you have another referral grow. and people are actually carrying your message into the world and you're not paying them that is the job that is the job on that note, even though I have like 1,600 more questions for you, maybe we'll do this again one day. I don't know uh, if this is useful at all, Essie, but I love I talking to you. I think this was so much fun. I think this was super useful. I, I have two pages of notes um, that I've been taking and some fun stuff to follow up on. Tell people where they can find you, how they can follow up with you. Very easy to find. So you spell my name, L-E-E-C-A-R-A-H-E-R. 
um, at Lee Carraher Twitter, at Lee Carraher Instagram, at Lee Carraher One Facebook, at Lee Carraher LinkedIn. <laughs> Who's Lee Carraher without Who's the one? <laughs> Double Dash Forte is my business website. LeeCarraher.com is my book website. I'm really easy to find and I always answer questions. I love that. And I love your website, by the way. I think Thank just you. for everyone listening, it's a great model of a personal brand website for someone who also runs a company. It's clean. It's clear. It's fun. It totally reflects your personality. It's really well done. Um, I mean, you. as a marketing PR agency, like, you know, there's high expectations, but I really like it. Um, okay. And then surprise, I didn't warn you about this, uh, but I like to ask all my guests at the end for a quote. It does not have to be a favorite one of all time, but it can be, but I love quotes. and I love how they kind of wrap things up and send people. Oh, I have so many quotes. So, um, do you have inspirational or like work? No, quotes? no, no, no. It's whatever you like. It's your quotes. I have to be inspirational. I say, <laughs> I, don't know funny know me, I say, yeah. I have a quote that says, you make cake, right? And that means is that listen to the cake expert. Don't try to make your own recipe. You're not a cake expert. Buy what the baker is telling you to buy. And therefore, tell, do what I'm telling you to do because I'm an expert in this. So you make cake, right? So every time a client or a person on my team or a friend goes like left field out of something, they starts pontificating on things they really shouldn't be. I just say, you make cake, right? And it's a way for me to say, bring him back on without going, shut up. Which Got is really it. Like when I say to my kids and they don't like something, I go like, make your own toast, which is like from an yeah. old joke of like, oh, you make toast and it's too burnt. And I don't like, you know what? Make your own toast. Like, oh, I don't like that. Make your own toast. So it's kind of like yeah. a that. It's like, oh yeah, we should do this. And you should do this. Why don't you do like this? And it's like, you make cake, right? Like, stay in, it's like a stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Stay like, in your lane. Think about, it's cool to think about and learn about things. You're an expert in your thing. I'm an expert in my thing. You want to do it right? Follow an expert. I end up telling the whole story about how I got to that, but I will not bore you with that story today. I won't be bored. I think I want to know. All right, we might have to leave it for another time. I kind of want to know. It had to do with my wedding cake because my husband couldn't come. My my, fiance couldn't come to the wedding cake tasting, but. Okay. (laughs) I think this is going to be a funny story. We'll have to save it for next time. Lee, this has been so much fun, so informational, so interesting, and and so um, book preparing for you. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> next book I knew. I was worried. About There's no reason you shouldn't COVID. have a marketing book. You have staffing books. You need a marketing book, and this is you're it. absolutely correct. It's like why did I start there? Well, get here. to know why I started there, but yeah, okay. this is going to be your bestseller. I'm super excited. All right, guys, all of you listening, uh, I'm saying like, I would share this episode today, not just for the information, just for the fun of it. To me, this is like story time. Um, But really for people who want to understand the PR world, what it was, what it is for anyone who's trying to do PR, quote unquote, in their business, wasting money, time, energy on quote unquote PR experts, you're listening to an OG. OG is like slang, right? Original gangster, someone who's been in the field like since before many business owners were born. No offense. Um, but like, you know your stuff. Share this episode, share the love, share the light of knowledge and information and subscribe because duh, really more fun stuff coming next week. We'll catch you then. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, 
reach out at sdran.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?